folks ahead of Winnipeg playing the Ottawa Senators this evening. Obviously, there has been quite the Twitter firestorm over comments made by Mark Mathot. And uh, of course, Winnipeg fans and Winnipeg residents were not exactly happy to see the city come under a little bit of criticism. Uh, not the kindest of criticism, if I'm being honest. We'll talk about some fun stuff on thoughts about being the underdog city and also talk about the preview of the matchup against the Senators on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, and I have a Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, on tonight's episode, obviously, uh, we're going to be talking about um, some fun comments from Mark Mathot, uh, a former Ottawa Senators player who, of course, uh, now has his own podcast. And he was tweeting some stuff. And we're all used to every year having at least one Twitter drama over either a former player, an active player or somebody, you know, slagging off uh, the, the city of Winnipeg. So we always enjoy whenever this happens because it just means all of Winnipeg seemingly takes to the uh, virtual airwaves to get their grievances out and remind people that, in fact, only those from Winnipeg can really make fun of the city. And I feel like in a lot of ways, I totally know that feeling because, uh, you know, I'm from Baltimore, right? So if there's any city that has an incredibly bad rap in the U.S., um, and there's there's quite a few, Baltimore is usually like top three. You know, coming from the city where we, we've kind of seen over the years, a lot of different challenges, whether it's economically or socially, obviously Baltimore and Winnipeg do actually have quite a few things in common when it comes to that. We're, you know, blue collar, hardworking cities. We love our sports teams. And, you know, you can basically come from any walk of life, but the moment that that TV goes on or you sit down in an arena or you're at the bar with some friends and either the Ravens or the Jets come on the TV, you're all just one group of folks. Um, and I think it's kind of funny that Mathot was criticizing, you know, the Fairmont Hotel, uh, as well as the lack of restaurants in Winnipeg, because for one thing, Winnipeg is definitely not lacking in restaurants. Uh, if you use Yelp for like two seconds, you'll actually find that Winnipeg has a great gastronomical culture. There's a ton of great restaurants. Uh, I remember the last time I was there, they had plenty of things that I couldn't even get a chance to try because just didn't really have time and, and getting around the city can be a little bit uh, challenging for a newcomer like me, but you know, it was a really cool experience. And I can tell you that there's lots of really innovative restaurants up there, but just kind of thinking about it in general, it is sort of funny that, you know, somebody who played for Ottawa, which is a city that, it, you know, when you think about it, doesn't really have the greatest reputation for living standards um, in terms of like ease of, of access and getting around and general attractions, attractions and things to do out there. It is funny that somebody's saying Winnipeg kind of sucks because I don't know that Ottawa is all that much more fun. Um, but, 
you know, being the underdog city is always kind of a, a great experience when, you know, it's time for maybe some like the Jets or the Bombers to really take over because you get to in- embrace that inner feeling that people don't really respect you. They don't see that, you know, there's something special about the place that you're from. And we'll always have that pride of, of where we come from in our blood, right? It's kind of a, a core part of who we are. You know, we, we've gotten to experience things that a lot of folks haven't, frankly. You know, you come from different walks of life. Um, and look, Mathot's comments are mostly funny more than anything, if I'm being honest. Uh, I didn't really take it that seriously. I'm not from Winnipeg, but even if I was, I don't really think I would have been particularly offended by it. I mean, again, I'm from Baltimore, so I probably have a thicker skin than most. Uh, we're all used to everyone saying, is Baltimore like the wire? Okay, yeah, that's basically like the number one question that I always get. Um, and the truth is, is yeah, there are parts of Baltimore that are, are very challenged and, and need a lot of help, right? But when it comes down to it, this is a beautiful place with tons of amazing people, tons of opportunity. And if you continually overlook it, one day, you know, the city of Baltimore is going to surprise you. Maybe it's the Ravens going on a championship run. Maybe the Orioles somehow surprise. And I know a lot of you are Blue Jays fans, so you're probably hoping this doesn't happen. Uh, but maybe they also have a deep playoffs. And likewise, we've seen the city of, of Winnipeg really rally around the Jets a couple of years ago when they were on that incredible playoff run. That was one of the most magical periods of, of my life when I got to go up there, hang out with a ton of wonderful folks, um, and really connect with the Jets community on a really deep level and get to experience Jets hockey, uh, really the best Jets hockey you can possibly experience live during the playoffs, right? That series against Nashville will always live in the corner of my brain and, quite frankly, in every part of my brain as one of the coolest things that I've gotten to experience here. There's really no feeling like running out of um, uh, Canada Life Center, which was MTS at the time, and basically high-fiving a a massive throng of people uh, right outside the door, all celebrating in the street party. Just an amazing time. And that underdog spirit has always kind of underpinned everything that Winnipeg stands for. And I think it will continue to be the identity that we always really associate with this team. We love the guys who work hard, who really fight for the badge, and it's probably why it's been tough to watch the Jets over the last few years, kind of seeing them just not really exude that same spirit, not feel that sense of belonging as much. It was tough, but, you know, Rick Bonus has kind of brought it back. It feels really great, and uh, it's nice to see the team in a good spirit, in a good place, and really putting on the effort and show that we've come to know and love and expect for a team from Winnipeg, if you can believe it, right? We have expectations for sports teams now. Uh, the Bombers are, are multi-time champions. Their last run for the, the third attempt, unfortunately, ended in failure. But what a great team. We expect them back in the championship soon enough. And, you know, soon enough, we're also hoping that the Jets kind of have their championship run. Uh, so when Mark Mathod and other people say stuff like this, I mean, you just kind of shrug and say, whatever, right? We'll always be, you know, fans of the team that's kind of slept on. But that's how uh, that's how we like it, right? We want people to overlook us because when it counts most, when it matters most, that is when the Jets might surprise a whole lot of people. And I hope they surprise us all with a nice championship run at the end of the season. Now, speaking of Mathot, of course, his former team is the squad that we're going to be facing this evening. And I wanted to talk about a couple of players that I think are really worth, you know, keeping an eye on and hopefully uh, avoiding conceding goals to uh, in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at BetOnline.net. 
BetOnline is your number one source for all of these sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis you need this season. Whether you're looking to get the latest odds and trends for amateur or professional sports, they've got everything you can imagine. They've got you prepped for college bowl season, as well as basketball action. They've got wrap-ups from the World Cup, as well as uh, upcoming competitions and the return to domestic league football. They've got everything else, including uh, automotive sports, as we are starting to roll up on the initial testing and uh phases of stuff like F1 and IndyCar getting ready for spring and and summer next year. They've also got the run-ups for baseball. Of course, you know, we're still several months away from the start of the season, but I'm sure a lot of you Jays fans can't wait to get in on the action. But maybe you also want to take a little bit of a step back from sports. They've also got tons of great Vegas casino games because they know that your life may not always revolve around sports 100% of the time. But if it does, they've also got great sports podcasts and plenty of articles for you to sink your teeth in. So be sure to register right now for a free account at betonline.net. It is the fastest and easiest way to get in on all of the betting action you can possibly imagine. And again, you should register right now because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are, uh, of course, about to preview Winnipeg versus Ottawa, and uh, there's always been some hubbub, already been some hubbub ahead of the game with Mark Without posting some comments about Winnipeg that the city did not take kindly to, let me tell you. Uh, but as somebody who comes from a city that's often derided, I know that exact feeling. Uh, I, I probably didn't take it as personally as a lot of Jets fans might have. I'm not from Winnipeg, but I certainly know what it feels like to be part of a, a group of citizens who kind of live in a city that gets a very bad rap. So fun times. It's setting up a bit of an interesting matchup with the Ottawa Senators. Obviously, the Sens team is not that great. But before we dive into what we should still be concerned about against this team, I do want to recommend that you also make your second listen of the day, Locked On Sports Today. It features the biggest stories around the world of sports in 20 minutes or less. It gives you instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked on Sports Today, available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube for free subscription. So be sure to do so right now because, as always, really, really love and appreciate your support. Now, taking a look at the Ottawa Senators roster, obviously the Sens team not exactly having a season to remember, if we're being honest. They are dead last in the Atlantic Division after what should have been a very productive offseason. They made a lot of roster changes. They made some uh, significant upgrades. But thus far, you know, it's not really panning out in the way that they had hoped. Uh, I, I think that there were real expectations for the Sens team to kind of have a meteoric turnaround, not necessarily to be a cup contender, but certainly to be a team that would have been on the precipice of a playoff spot. Instead, they look really distant. And I think there are real questions, right, about the direction of the team. Uh, I've seen a lot of, you know, from the from the Sens accounts that I do see and, and follow, I've seen a lot of frustration. I've seen a lot of fans kind of asking, you know, are we about to go through this cycle again? And I think that's a legitimate question with the squad. Ottawa has gone through um, a number of different periods throughout the past decade, raising highs, some very playoff runs, some teams that were actually pretty darn good, but just couldn't quite close the distance and gap um, and, and, and some real near misses from what felt like a potential Cinderella story. And so the Suns, for the past couple of years, they have been very far from any of that. Just a very bad team in general, right? Beating up on the Senators was probably one of the few things that you could count on in the Canadian division uh, or in the North division, right? Um, and, and Ottawa perennially every year, one of the kind of pin cushions for Canadian hockey in general, just felt like a team that um, 
really wasn't accomplishing much. And sure, they didn't give you know fans the same sort of heartbreak and heartache that the the Leafs did, but that's because they weren't sniffing the playoffs. And so, you know, Dorian once Melnick had, had moved on and passed away, um, you know, and he he sort of relinquished his control over the team. Suddenly, you know, Dorian's options kind of expanded for how he wanted to exercise his vision of the team. And it's changed a lot of how they operate and a lot of the players, you know, joining the squad. So while the Sens are a bad team, right, that doesn't mean that they have bad players. And when you look at their scoring this year, you actually see a lot of productivity from their top six. Brady Tuchuk, Alex Dabrinkit, uh, Giroux, Batherson, and Stutzla. You're looking at all of these guys who are basically at or above a point per game uh, so far this season. Um They've been kind of lighting it up on a pretty consistent basis. Debrinkit has fit in like a glove. Excellent player. Chuck is, you know, dominating, of course. This year, he's actually lighting the lamp a lot more frequently, which is something that he wasn't doing in previous seasons. And the funniest part is his shooting percentage really isn't inflated. It's just under 10%. So it seems like how he's scoring right now is actually reasonably sustainable. Uh, of course, you've got Thomas Shabbat, who's been... A, a godsend for this franchise, an elite number one D with just phenomenal puck movement ability and all that, and uh, a team that you really don't want to put on the power play. Uh, it's not like they have the world's best power play, but they have a lot of players who can do some serious damage, especially on that first unit. So this Sens team is one that I think is probably one to keep an eye on in terms of how they might be able to exploit matchups against the Jets. Winnipeg right now is looking a little bit tired, a little bit fatigued, and I think, you know, if the last game was any indication, the Jets could use a bit of a break. It's one thing to have just like fixture congestion, right? You have seven games in 11 days, but you start tacking on guys getting sick, uh, the mounting injuries on the right side of things. It's been a rough past couple of weeks for the Jets. And I think, you know, the Christmas holiday break really couldn't be timed at a better opportunity for the Jets to try and recollect themselves and take a bit of a break just to recover some health and hopefully feel a little bit better heading into 2023. Uh, Winnipeg has already built themselves a wonderful cushion. So the next couple of games, you know, the results aren't nearly as important as they would be if the Jets were closer to 500. Um, really winning all of those early games does wonders for you when you start to feel that that little bit of fatigue setting in. And of course, the injuries really taking a toll on this roster's depth and ability. So, you know, this the Sens team is not one that I think you can really take lightly. I do think the Jets are definitely going to win. I just, uh, I, I sort of wonder about some of these top players like Stutzla, um, you know, and, and if if Debrinket or some of these other guys end up on the power play, you know, the Jets have had issues killing off penalties recently. So let's try to avoid that. Let's hope that Winnipeg can especially match up well against the depth players where Ottawa does tend to struggle. I think Winnipeg's third and fourth lines could really do some damage and hopefully control more of the ice than what we're seeing so far. Also, Ottawa's been scouting the Jets a lot recently, so keep an eye on that if there is a potential trade partner there. Um, I know as a Jets fan, I think all of us would love to see Alex Dabrinkit uh, or some of these other really top players potentially joining Winnipeg's roster. Um, you know, we're not really expecting anything like that, but keep an eye on it. Maybe Ottawa wants one of Winnipeg's defenders. Either way, there is some buzz and some news to keep an eye on, so Watch out over the next few weeks as we approach the trade deadline for what the Jets and Suns might do together. But uh, as, as of course, we're just going to wait until the game plays out, and then tomorrow we'll have a recap of the game. Um, so in the meantime, I thought since, you know, the Suns are going to be playing this evening and stuff, 
Uh, it might be an interesting opportunity to take a brief pause and see how the rest of the league is doing. We'll talk about a couple of the top teams out there and uh, maybe some teams that are, are surprisingly struggling in just a little bit. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Jets. We're just wrapping up real quickly with some quick insights into the current uh, playoff and, and regular season standings. Obviously, a lot of teams are, are kind of firming up their playoff holds, uh, especially as you know some of the wild card races are still heating up. But a lot of the top of the division spots seem to be pretty firmed up for which teams are going to be making it in uh, a few months here. But of course, looking in the East, you know, the top teams right now remain New Jersey, Carolina, and surprisingly, the Rangers on the Metro side of things. And in the Atlantic, you've got Boston, Toronto, and Tampa Bay. So not a lot of surprises here. I think it's once you start going into the wildcard races where the uh, East really gets interesting. Um, you know, in the Metro, you've got the Islanders, the Caps, and the Pens all roughly hovering around the same points levels. Uh, unfortunately for the Caps, they're just not that good this year. I think that they have really fallen off with the amount of injuries and aging of this roster, but that's not really surprising. They sort of gambled a few years ago on everything for that one cup run, and this is sort of the natural progression of things. At this point, they're just trying to get Ovi closer and closer to Gretzky's record. On the Atlantic side of things, weird, weird division. I mean, the Florida Panthers and Buffalo Sabres are currently tied in the standings, which I don't think anyone really expected. Buffalo currently has the edge because they have a game in hand, uh, so their points percentage is technically better. But after that, like trailing right behind the, the Panthers and Sabres is Detroit, and Montreal is also there, and so is Ottawa. I mean, the difference between fourth and eighth in the, in the division is four points, so pretty narrow gap. But I think we can guess that, you know, for the most part, it's going to be one of the Metro teams to at least take the first wildcard spot. A pretty reasonable assumption. Another one might be able to sneak in there as well. Uh, there's a real chance that the Palmeries uh, Panthers actually missed the postseason this year, which I think would actually get him canned. I don't think he would survive that. Um, the Sabres have like one of the top offenses in the league, but they just can't stop conceding goals. And so. Yeah, the Atlantic is a crazy, chaotic division, um, and it wouldn't shock me if towards the end of the year one of these teams does actually sneak into the playoff spot, but I think the Metro is the much stronger division this year overall. Uh, so, you know, it wouldn't be shocking if they swept all of the available wildcard spots. The West is a little more open, I would say, uh, and there's also a clear stratification between the top and bottom, like Whereas the Met, the Metro and the Atlantic at least have um, a number of teams at the bottom that are closer than they are far from trying to get into the, into the postseason. You know, you look at the Pacific and the Central and the bottom of those of those divisions really is very far off the pace. In the Central, you've got Dallas, Winnipeg and Minnesota up in the top three. Right behind them is Colorado, St. Louis and Nashville. So a pretty decent mixture here. Um and the difference between third and sixth right now is eight points. So a bit of a hill to climb for teams like Nashville. I think they're likely to miss the postseason, but the Avs are certainly going to be hunting for a top three seed. I could definitely see them pushing for it once they get healthy again. A lot of injured players right now, especially in their top six. So they just need to heal up and then they're probably going to be back to business as usual. The Pacific is where you start to see some other really interesting storylines. You've got Vegas pretty clear ahead out in front of everyone else. But then you've got L.A., Seattle, Edmonton, Calgary, all kind of in that mixture of teams just uh, between 39 and 34 points. So 
Yeah, I mean, this is a real opportunity for the Kraken to really impress and make the postseason. They look like they're on pretty good pace to make the playoffs and and kind of improve significantly upon last year's performance where the team just didn't look all that good. They kind of look more like the first year Golden Knights, which um, for any team that's going to face them is not a really promising sign because we all know how good Vegas was in its first year. And the Kraken equaling that and and certainly being a really tough opponent is not going to be fun for a team like the Jets. Uh, Some of these other squads, you know, the Kings, they just can't seem to get reliable goaltending. So if any of their goalies ever starts making saves on a consistent basis, they should actually be a pretty tough team to beat. Their offense is certainly prolific. They play fun hockey. I've watched them a number of games. And really, it just comes down to some defensive lapses and the goaltending being absolutely atrocious. Edmonton, I mean, the Oilers are just kind of there, right? Goaltending is very substandard, but their offense with McDavid, still prolific. Um Calgary, though, Calgary is in trouble. I think this team is very much going to miss the postseason. I don't think that they're going to really do more than just sneak into a second wildcard spot at best. But this is a bad team, and I think there are real long-term questions about what the direction of the future of that squad and franchise is going to be. After that, I mean, you kind of expect Arizona, Chicago, and then Vancouver, San Jose, and Anaheim in the bottom of the West. None of that's really surprising. Vancouver probably is going to fire Bruce Boudreaux soon. Uh, So yeah, Vancouver should be open for business. We'll see if the Jets make any trades with them, but a potentially good opportunity for the Jets to stock up on either players like Garland, maybe Kuzmenko, maybe Horvat, lots of great names available. And the Jets are one of the few teams that probably has the assets to make one of these deals happen. But I'd be curious to know your thoughts on how the Jets are doing in this uh, division this year and where you see them kind of going from here. I've firmly got them in top three for the Central, that's for sure. But we'll see if that shakes out. I'm hoping it does. I think it'd be great to have a nice high seed. But, you know, as long as they make the playoffs, that is always the priority number one. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day. Of course, tomorrow, look out for uh, a recap and analysis of Winnipeg versus Ottawa occurring later this evening. Um, But of course, we will catch you all later. Now, before you log off, be sure to make your second listen of the day, Locked On Sports Today. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes or less. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today is found on YouTube and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. So be sure to like, follow, and subscribe for free right now. As always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night. And go Jets go.